Let's continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row, the Alabama A&M Bulldogs, as you know by now, HBCU national champs, SWAC national champs, after the Bulldogs' 40-33 to victory over Arkansas Pine Bluff in the SWAC championship game last Saturday in Jackson, Mississippi. In just his third season as the head football coach of the Bulldogs is Connell Maynard. I guess he joined us maybe a couple of weeks ago. He joins us again this time as the head coach of the champion Alabama A&M Bulldogs joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. What's going on, Coach Maynard, and congratulations. Thank you, uh, Donald, man. Not, not a lot's going on. Uh, just uh, taking it all in, man, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of trials and tribulations and changes and COVID and cancellation of games and fighting through and getting the team to buy in and just control what we can control and, Finally, it's all over and it paid off, man. Yep. Doesn't that discipline, a lot of hard work? Yep. All of that, all of those things, particularly COVID, doesn't it make it sweeter? Yes, it does. It does, man. I mean, we went 33 games, 33 days, you know, in between games, you know, after our first game, our next game was 33 days. So you're talking about sacrificing and, and buying in and believing and working hard and trying to motivate guys. Uh, it means so much more uh, for us to finish it and be able to uh, finish it off with a championship. Okay. Hold on. Hold, give me one second. Hold on one second for me. Absolutely. Your thoughts, 40 to 33 hard fought contest, one in which you had to come back down eight points there uh, right before the half and ultimately won the ball game. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, we knew it was going to be a good game. Uh, Coach Gamble done a great job with those guys all year. They was undefeated and they were there for a reason. You know, they were the best team uh, representing that side. So, uh, you know, we got to say and respect all and fear none. So, of course, we was going to respect those guys, uh, but we weren't going to fear them. And uh, they came out and showed us that they was ready to play. And they played us tough for uh, four quarters. Fortunately for us, we was able to make a couple more plays down the stretch than they did. Yeah. What was – talk about – because you were up – it was 26-18 to 18 right before the half. Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, was driving with an opportunity to go up uh, more than two scores, eight points, you, eight points, you need the touchdown and then the two-point conversion. But just, I mean, that was key. They had the ball in your zone, and uh, you were able to come up with the turnover, really uh, sort of changed the whole momentum of the game. It really did. That was a big, big play uh, by defense to get that turnover there, not to let them get any points. I mean, even if they get three points there and make an 11-point game, they get the ball coming out, uh, you know, so it's a totally different ball game. So, our defense really stepped it up there. That was a huge play in the football game. And then they came out of second half and got a stop. And, we, of course, we went down and scored and made the one-point game. So uh, that really changed the momentum of the game. Connell Maynard in his third season as the head football coach at Alabama A&M joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Assess Aquil Glass's performance. If you look at the numbers, 24-45, 271 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Assess his performance. Well, if you if you don't if you take a quill glass name off of it, you say, "Oh man, that quarterback had a great game." You know, he threw for 275 yards. He was a little over 50 percent and um, had three touchdowns and one interception. Oh, that was a great game. He scored 40 points. But when you look at it as a quill glass performance, it wasn't one of his best, and uh, probably it was his worst of the season. Um, uh, no, probably South Carolina State game was the worst. But you know, it was like. It wasn't one of his great games, you know, what you're accustomed to seeing, the way he comes to him playing, because he's normally a high percentage. Um, 
and don't throw interceptions and and he throw you know four or five touchdowns so it, it was a good it was a good performance it was a winning performance and that's all that matters he played well enough for us to win the football game uh even though he got hit and fumbled and he scored seven points and he did throw one interception uh he played well enough for us to win the football game uh like you said we were down a lot and we had to keep scoring to to uh take the lead back and uh, then we had to the score and go ahead, take the go ahead lead. So uh, he played, he played a lot better the second half uh, than he did the first half. Yeah. Was that in part, a lot of, did a lot of that have to do, was it more Arkansas of what Arkansas Pine Bluff was doing, or he just, uh, to your point, he won, but maybe at times just didn't play as, as well as you and would have liked. And he generally plays. Yeah. He, you know what? It was a big game. Uh, ESPN, the championship, everything was on the line. And I think he was just trying a little too hard. And that's why I told him and the wide receivers uh, at halftime, I said, look, Aquil, you got hit twice the whole first half. I said, it's like seven on seven out there. You got all day to throw the ball. Standing there, throw the ball the way. You know you can throw the ball the way you've been throwing the ball all year. I said, you're trying too hard. I said, receivers, y'all trying to score too hard. Y'all trying too hard. Just everybody relax. Do your job and settle down. We're going to be fine. Defense only gave up 12 points the first half. We gave up a kick return for a touchdown on special teams, and then offense gave up a touchdown. So they had 26, but the defense only gave up 12 of those. So I said, look, we're fine. Defense going to stop them again in the second half, and we're going to score points. And so we're good. We just settle down. And that's, what we, and that's what we did in the second half. What does it mean? You know, it's interesting because you're one of a very few coaches that have led uh, different teams or different programs to national championships. You go back – uh, to that national championship 2000, uh, uh, 2012, I believe that was, in, in the Boxer Row media poll. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, of course, the, now the undisputed between the coaches and the media this year. But then you add to that a national championship as the quarterback of a and I don't know if that – I mean, I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, but what does it mean to have led two programs to HBCU national championships and then – being a national champion as a player as well? That means I had a lot of good teammates that was good players and a, and a good football coach at A&T and Bill Hayes uh, for us to win that national championship. And that means I got a, I've had a lot of good football players uh, in my programs at uh, Winston-Salem State University when we was able to win back-to-back black college national champs in 11 and 12. And then uh, here at Alabama A&M, uh, I got good football players. I got a great quarterback. I got great receivers, and I've uh, got a good offensive line and, and a good defense. So, and I got good coaches, and, and that's what it means. You mean it means you got a good program. It means you got good players, and uh, you know at the end of the day, only the co- the head coach and the quarterback is going to get the wins and the losses. So, they got to give it to somebody. So they give it to me. Yeah. Again, Connell Maynard, the head football coach at Alabama A and M, joins us here on the program. So, have you? Are you all getting a lot of interest in terms of, I'm sure, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of prospective uh, high school players uh, are really reaching out to you now uh, because of, as you mentioned, you're playing the game on ESPN too. You played a game a couple of weeks ago against ESPN, and now you are champions in terms of uh, the SWAC and HBCU football. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, the, the emails are flying in. Uh, with high schoolers and, and things of that nature and, and guys interested in the program want to be a part, want to come to the camps and want to visit and things of that nature. And uh, that, that, that's part of it, man. That's part of 
of being in a winning program and playing on national TV and putting out a good product. Uh, guys see it and they want to be a part of it. So uh, we got to, we got to uh, evaluate them all and to to sign guys and go from there. Do you what do you, do you feel like everybody's going to come back from this team for the fall? I feel like they are. I know Quill Glass is coming back and Xavier Moore is coming back and. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of seniors on offense. That's it. That's it for offense. Uh, defensively, um, you know, uh, I'm thinking all those guys are going to come back. So we should have a, we should have everybody back and then add some pieces. Maybe add, add a couple other pieces to uh, solidify and try to get even better than we were this year. Let me ask you this. You know, as a guy that played pro football, won four, count them, four championships in the Arena Football League, um, this past year was the first time since the first uh, HBCU player was drafted. I'm sure you know this back in 1950, Robert Stonewall Jackson out of A&T, uh, that we did not have a single HBCU player drafted into the National Football League. Does that, do you feel like that is something that could, you know, for all the things that are going on right now and as hot as HBCU is, do you feel like some kids could look at that and say, well, you know, players aren't even – I mean, you may get your opportunity as a free agent, which is cool, but players uh, this year aren't drafted. You go back, you look at the last couple of years, you may have had, you know, one player in res- that is drafted in respective drafts. Yeah, you know, I, I think, Donald, to be honest with you, I think COVID had a lot to do with that because we didn't play last fall and, and we're playing now. FCS playoffs are still going on, and we just finished. So you're talking about drafting a player that's still playing. Uh, you know, they're probably not going to do that. And also, the players that are playing, the seniors like Aquil Glass, can come back and play in the fall. So the guys that were seniors like Aquil Glass that was going to was going to go into the draft didn't play this year, didn't play in the fall or the spring. So therefore, their stock or their draft status could have dropped because they didn't play and they was already coming from HBCU. But it's one thing I know, Donald. If you can play, they're going to find you. Okay? You don't have to be at Alabama. You don't have to be at Clemson because John Stallworth came from Alabama A&M. Yep. And, and uh, Walter Payton came from Jackson. And Jerry Rice came from Mississippi Valley. Okay? And Michael Strahan came from Jackson over there. So if you can play, they're going to find you. Okay? So we just had a didn't have a great year this year of being drafted. Uh, we guys being drafted, but we got guys being free agent shots. And if you can play, they're gonna find you. So I, I, I really think COVID had a whole bunch of a lot to do with it this year. And I think next year we'll get we'll get a couple guys drafted. You know, hopefully a Quill Glass to get drafted next year, and maybe Zay Brown more. Uh, you know, my quarterback and my wide receiver. So we'll see. But uh, the guys just got to keep grinding and uh, keep playing hard, keep making plays. And if you can make plays. They're going to find you. Yeah, it'd be great for a Quill Glass. I mean, he, he, if he does, he'd be the, he's one of the top 25 quarterbacks in all of college football. And if he did, he'd be the first uh, kid, uh, for, if he gets drafted from an HBCU um, since um, uh, Tavares Jackson uh, back in Alabama State in, in, in 2006. Uh, did you have an opportunity, like did, as great a quarterback as you were, and that, I mean, it wasn't before my time, but it was before I really got into HBCU like that. Like, I know you played in the Arena Football League, four championships. 
great quarterback. Did you get your opportunity in the National Football League? I did not. You know, I I I thought I had a great opportunity. Um, I was playing baseball. I also played baseball in college. And uh, so after my senior year, I was going to play in baseball in the spring. And uh, Ron Jaworski came by. He was a scout for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he came by and watched my tape and, uh, and said he loved it after my junior year, actually, going into my senior year. So he was like, look, we love the tape. We're definitely going to be back. We got an hour on Maine, and we're definitely going to be back to watch him play in the fall. And uh, we really like him. At the time, Buddy Ryan was the head coach, and uh, Randall Cunningham was the starting quarterback. So I felt like, oh, the Eagles came and they was interested. Oh, yeah, that's great. They already got Randall Cunningham. And, uh, you know, so they – I said, okay, that's great. They already got one black quarterback. They, they really serious about this thing. And lo and behold, uh, after that season, Buddy Ryan got fired. And so did Brian Jaworski, and they changed head coaches and scouts and went in different directions. So wow. uh, that was about as close as I came, man. Wow. But, I mean, your time in the Arena League, I mean, you got you to play where you are. And you were in the Arena Football League, and you won uh, – championship is a championship. You won four championships there. I mean, that must have been a great time. It was. It was. And that's what I tell people. Control what you can control, you know. Uh, be the best at whatever it is. Be the best uh, – a black college head football coach or SWAT coach or FCS coach or CIAA coach or NAIA coach or high school coach, you know, uh, AAU coach. Just be the best coach you can be wherever you are. Thank the Lord for that, and then he will promote you on. If you don't thank him for what he's blessing you for now, he's not going to bless you with anything else, you know. You know you're not thanking him for the house you live in now that's uh, uh, 1,800 square feet. He's not going to bless you with a house that's 3,500 square feet, you know. So just – Cherish where you at. Be the best you can be where you at, and uh, be prepared for your opportunity. And when you get it, take make make it count. I always tell my players, don't count your reps, make your reps count. Mm. Mm. Last thought: How long do you enjoy? I mean, I know you're uh, <laughs> you're. It's interesting. Like I, you know, I remember when you were at Winston. You know, when it's the off season, man, the basketball games are going on. You're in it with the students. You're out there throwing the balls and all that. You're like really into it. Um, but you got a short window here uh, this time around. I mean, how long do you really get to enjoy this before you're back rocking and rolling, preparing for the fall of 2021? Uh, to be honest with you, probably about a month, you know, probably about a month. Uh, the guys come back for summer school in June, and uh, we got to get, get back and start grinding, man. We got to uh, self-scout and um, see what we need to improve on, see where we, we, we did the worst at and, and self-scout and make sure we're not doing the same stuff and throw people off and, and stay ahead because everybody's going to work extra hard to try to catch up to us, and we got to work extra hard to uh, try to stay ahead. But, uh, Don, I'll tell you this. Last week, last week, I uh, about – we had a girls' softball game about 1 o'clock, and the, the, the coach texted about 2 o'clock and uh, wanted some support. And I called over to the office, and I told the guys, uh, let's go out to the softball field. We're going to go support the softball team. And I told them, get out of the office for about 45 minutes. And uh, we all went out. They, all, all the coaches left out last week during championship week uh, for 45 minutes. I told them, get out of the office, get some air. We're going to go to the softball field and support the softball team uh, at this home game. So uh, you're right. Uh, I, I'm 100% bought in on, on the other sports. You know, I went to the baseball games this year. I went to the basketball games. Uh a soccer game. So I try to support all the sports, man. I, 
because you know what? On Saturdays, they normally support us. So anytime I get an opportunity to find an hour or 30 minutes to go run out there and support one of those programs, I always do it. And last week, during the championship week, I had my whole staff out of the softball game. Mm, that's a great thing. Still able, because uh, that 45 minutes means a lot. Still able to win that game 40 to 33, especially yeah. championship week against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Connell Maynard, three years in as the head football coach at Alabama A&M, joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Maynard, always great to catch up with you. Of course, next time, you know, we ran out of time, man, but of course, next time we'll we'll talk about, you know, we talked about the movie a couple of weeks ago. We'll get to that next time, man. Continued success in all you do. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you.